Welcome into Leafs Talk on the uh, Sportsnet Digital Network. I uh, brought in a Big J journalist tonight. I brought in <laughs> Luke Fox, uh, Luke Fox Jukebox on Twitter, to break down another Toronto Maple Leafs November win, Luke. Uh, we had a little pre-show meeting, pre-chat before the game. We both said that this is a prime situation for a uh, potential Leafs laying of an egg, and it was the exact opposite, my friend. I... I am blown away. Why has this team stopped laying eggs completely? I don't understand what's changed, but it's just, it's completely stopped. Yeah, they look fantastic. They are 3-0 and in the Mac Hollowell era, which is <laughs> oh, yeah. really, really quite something. Um, <laughs> but yeah, back-to-back, Eric Schalgren in net, going up, up against Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, and, you know, just dominating from... The first minute, I mean, Mitch Marner scores in 40 seconds in and they take a 3-0 lead and just they stomp the throat. Even at the end, like Michael Bunting, that effort, uh, setting up Matthews and Matthews getting three even strength points. There's just a lot of positives to take away from this. But for me, the biggest thing is the fact that defensively. This team has been playing amazing since the Morgan Riley industry, like all injury, like all all hands on deck, Uh, just phenomenal team defense. The forwards as well, like it's really impressive. Like Pittsburgh didn't really get that much to at the net. So, yeah, you said they're three and zero in the Mac Hallowell era. I mean, you could you could talk about the flip side of that. They're three and zero without Morgan Riley. I mean, if you want to talk about the flip side, well, that's. That was kind of the reference. (laughs) So I like, it's been something that Bunkus and I have been talking about for a little while on this show now. And it's something that I just noticed. And I sent it a tweet. I think it was yesterday during the game that there can't be a forward core in the NHL. That's more disciplined defensively than the Toronto Maple Leafs are at the moment. It just seems that they have complete buy-in from top to bottom in their lineup, really from all their elite forwards, from all their sort of grinder forwards. Their commitment to defense, uh, like defense in their own zone, it's I, I'm blown away by how hard and how drilled in these guys are at the moment. Yeah, I, I'd say credit Sheldon Keefe, right? Hundred percent. You know the, the the fact that like every time we have a scrum with him, he's been harping on the defense. So I'm sure it's like that in all the team meetings, mm-hmm. and it's been a a real reversal. Like this is something that. Mike Babcock was talking about when these guys were kids and, and, and and you just wonder like when it's going to click, but this season more than any other, it really seems to have sunk in and it's a really positive development. I mean, it makes me think about what happened with the Tampa Bay lightning and all those years that they had, and Mm. there were this high flying offensive team. And then finally something switched and they started playing more committed team defense and we're starting to see a little bit of that with the Maple Leafs. I mean, uh, it's it's a really positive development. And I, I do think there's something in human nature of when you know some of your best guys are down, like with Brody, Riley, and Muzz and all out, um, there's just like other guys step up. I mean, we see it when Austin Matthews is out for a few games with an injury. All of a sudden, Tavares, you know, takes the team on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. And I think at, the rest of the team is rallying around these these injuries and have stepped up defensively and it all, you know, it also helps when you get the lead early and you're playing yeah. with the lead most of the game that helps too. So it's interesting. You mentioned all those guys kind of out. And I think we were, I was talking about it off the top with you about them laying eggs and, and them sort of stopping doing that. I think their sort of 
internal excuses to lay eggs have been completely stripped by the by the the injuries to their back end, right? Like legitimately their three best guys in the back end have they're out for extended periods of time. Who knows how long the oblique is? We don't know with Morgan Riley and we don't know if Jake Muzzin will ever play again. Like they're they're yeah. long-term things. So I think they probably all know that listen, if we don't play the way we're playing right now, we're probably going to lose a lot of games. Like they need this defensive commitment. Hey, credit to the guys in the back end. Like we can get into it a little bit later, but if they don't have this defensive commitment from the forwards, the games don't look like this. There's just way too much pressure on guys like Mette and, and call yeah. and Hollowell and even Sandine and Lilligren. Like I know they're a little bit more developed, but if the pressure was on them more than it is right now, that wouldn't look as good as it does. No, you're absolutely right. Um, they responded really well. Uh, now, that said, there were some shifts where I I got nervous for Hollowell and Mete. Mm-hmm. Like that pit, that pair, I would not mm-hmm. trust yeah. over a prolonged <laughs> no, period of time. Agree. Bit of a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, there's some white knuckle moments. Yes. And it, w- what we haven't mentioned is really it probably the Penguins probably should have got two goals. I mean that mm-hmm. that was a bit of a quick whistle, loose yeah. puck behind behind Shalgren. But uh, yeah, no that. The, the defense is, has been phenomenal. And the, the bottom six has taken a huge step. Like the first month of the season, oh the, bottom, the bottom six was getting caved in something mm-hmm. ridiculous. And they're finally starting to get some traction. I mean, they're not scoring a bunch. Uh, Holmberg got his second tonight, which is nice to see. You know, nice shot too. Mm-hmm. But uh, the production isn't coming, but at least they're not getting caved in. The bottom six that they're you know having some positive shifts and then when the big guys go over the boards you know there's some momentum to build on so i think that's a really positive development because that was something that i saw in the leafs as a big kind of achilles heel is the 100%. fact that their second and third lines were getting getting worked um and tonight it was the the penguins bottom six you know got caved yeah. in it's a it's a it's it's a really nice turn here that we're seeing yeah, and I, it's funny. Like, I sent out a tweet during the game tonight saying that I didn't think I'd live long enough to see the Leafs own Sidney Crosby because, like, the last two <laughs> games, the last two games against the Leafs, they played, they beat the pants off him there. And Murray's they uh, when he came back from injury, and what was he dash four, dash five in that yep, game? He dash was, four. And dash four, I don't know. Yeah. I didn't look. At, I didn't look at it tonight, but I don't think he could have been much better tonight. It's probably a couple, maybe minus two. I didn't really look, but like, he doesn't seem like he's liking playing the Toronto Maple Leafs as much as he used to earlier in his career because. You know, from the mid two thousands on, it was pure domination. So it doesn't look like he's been enjoying it as much. So, um, well, did you see him kicking the bench? Yeah, did he that, hurt his foot? Article? I don't. I wonder. Uh, they mentioned down? on the broadcast. Yeah, yeah. They mentioned it might have been an equipment equipment thing. He yeah. so he went back twice. He yeah. left and went to the room, but uh, he was kind of losing it there wow. at, on the martyr goal because it was a brutal line change. Uh, I think he got off in time to avoid a dash, but mm, he probably should have got one there. Just a <laughs> just veteran a, move. <laughs> yeah, just a bad line change. Yeah, but uh, you don't usually see him show that much emotion, Never. like whatever, in a November game yeah. first period. And and they were on a five game win streak coming into this. It's not like yeah. the Penguins are were slumping. So I wanted to bring up Marner with you because now it's sixteen game uh, point streak. Is it 18? That's the record for the Leafs with uh, Eddie O and uh, Sittler that have the, I think it was that they were saying. Yeah. 
Kelly Rudy. Yeah, I think Kelly, one has Kelly, 18, one has 19, or okay. one has 17, one has 18. Yeah. Ke- Kelly Rudy in the pregame was a little bit. He's like, I don't. I just want them all to tie. And I was like, Oh, how sweet is that? That's. A, <laughs> you know, you know, <laughs> but um, I love Rudy. He's just uh, it's such a positive guy. I, I appreciate <laughs> it in this world of negativity. But I just I don't remember. I know he's had some incredible stretches where you know he's had. Imp- huge point totals like i remember one was it last year you had the 13 game streak where he had, you had 20 13, where it was 28 yeah. points yeah he had a 13 gamer and yeah. i think in the last five or in the last 30 years only five people have had two 13 gamers in the same calendar year and Marner's one of them yeah that's like incredible it's, it's a it's a rare feat what so, he's doing so I like last year it was just the offensive explosion constantly. Like it was three, four point nights. I remember him and Matthews at a point last year. It was just a joke some of the nights. But this year, the the domination in all facets of the game has gone to another level for me, Luke. It's just the I know he's always been good in his own zone. I know he's always been good on the penalty kill. I know he's always been good on the power play or whatever. Well, maybe not so much on the power play, but in most facets of the game, he has been really, really elite. But this year, it seems to me that it's gone to another level in all facets. Like, it's just really, really gotten kind of silly so far this year. Yeah, and he's has a po- at least one point in 21 out of 23 games yeah. played. Like the That's pretty good, I think. The, the consistency is <laughs> ridiculous. No one else is you know, been that consistent. Even Connor McDavid's had more yeah. games where he just hasn't registered a point. But the thing that stands out to me is something that I, I talked about with his buddy, Matt Martin, when the Islanders were in town yeah, yeah, yeah. earlier this yeah. week. Mm-hmm. And he said, no one controls the pace of play like Mitch Marner. And usually we talk about defensemen like a Victor Hedman or, or someone like that, yeah, or, yeah. or even or even Latang when he was yeah. in his prime. Like you talk about defensemen as controlling the pace of play. Car- Eric Carlson does it sometimes. But as a winger, you don't usually hear guys who kind of run the game and control the tempo but he does it i mean it, it, it's just like he he's like the quarterback when he's out there like you just notice him uh and yeah I, he, he's really in the zone right now it's 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 good to see it's kind of it's interesting the the controls the pace of play i always think of like a like a point guard like chris paul <laughs> or somebody in the nba a guy that if he's going fast the game's going fast like I watched yeah. a bit of the I watched a bit of the Raptors game before the Leafs tonight. They got a nice win over Luka Doncic with nobody in the lineup. But <laughs> a, a perfect example of that controlling the pace of play is Luka Doncic in the NBA. A guy who seems like he goes like he's so slow. He looks like a bag of milk out there. He's barely <laughs> moving, but the whole game goes at his pace. It's crazy. So I kind of feel like Marner goes kind of like that. If the if he's going fast, you know, the whole game kind of speeds up. And if he slows it down, the whole game kind of that's that's good insight from Matt Martin, who. Yeah. Didn't he, didn't he play on a line with him for a couple for a little while? The <laughs> M&M. Was it like the, the M&M's? Triple, triple M. Triple yeah. M. Lines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. That was Babcock. Was, that was a weird time, buddy. <laughs> uh, so speaking of Babcock, uh, a guy that wasn't one of his favorites uh, and a guy that I want to give some appreciation to because. Um, you know, everybody's been piling the the praise on Mark Giordano through the stretch, which I think he deserves. He's 39 years old. He's been <laughs> just out. I, I can't believe how much he's playing and how good he looks. It's crazy that he signed for 800 K. What a godsend for the Leafs that is. But I, I, I do want to bring up Justin Hall because I think yeah. just, I think he's been a pretty big whipping boy in this city. You know, myself included, he's an easy guy to pick on. He's not the smoothest guy out there. 
but I saw Kevin Papetti tweet before this game, maybe earlier today, that he hadn't been on for an even strength goal in I think four games, like or three games. Like it's been really written. He's been playing 23, 24 every night. I I just I'm impressed with his turnaround because it was pretty bleak earlier this year. But man, he's had a nice turnaround here and he's been a really positive contributor to the Leafs in this turnaround. Yeah, he was fighting confidence big time. I mean, we saw Rasmus Sandin go through a stretch like that too. But especially like when the when he didn't have the puck. Like he was still he was always getting in the shop blocking lanes Mm -hmm. and getting his stick in the right place and killing some penalties and doing some things like that. But it was more like when the puck was on his stick, he seemed to have lost all his confidence there in October for for quite a long stretch. And I, I mean, I was at a bunch of games where, or at least a couple games where fans started turning on him. And the like, Flyers game. The I, I was at, yeah. I was at that Flyers game where he had yeah. one that one like shift. Oh, one shift. The, was <laughs> oh my gosh. It honestly looked like he was playing with a like a a road hockey ball. He just couldn't, he couldn't reel it in. And I was up in the greens and the, the, they were not pleased up there. There was some yelling, there was some booing. So yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. But the the point is he's due some praise because he he's turned this around. He fought through a stretch Mm -hmm. where he wasn't playing that well. And now he's logging a ton of minutes. The, the PK looked good. Like the, the Penguins power play. I don't know. It's, it wasn't, it wasn't doing it for me tonight. It, You'd think they'd have it dialed considering how long those guys are are used to playing together. But yeah, let's give Justin Hall some props because he is he has been playing well. And, you know, this is this is kind of like make or break. I mean, when when these injuries started, well, when the the Muzzin injury news came out that he Mm -hmm. he might be done, Kyle Dubas was said something along the lines of this is a good thing because then you see who can handle it and who can't. Yeah. And in my mind, I was like, maybe Justin Hall is not one of those guys that can handle it because yeah. he's had a rough go here. But to his credit, he's flipped it around and, and he's been a really important part of this defense. He's lived up to the the extra minutes, the extra responsibility. I mean, he's getting hard matchups now, too. 100%. He's not sh- he's not sheltered at all. I mean, they're trying to shelter the the Mete Hollowell pair that like, yeah, like for good reason. <laughs> yeah, for good reason. But all of a sudden, you know, you think. Before he was he was struggling a bit. Now he's facing har- harder competition. Maybe he's going to get really exposed, and he has held his own. So good on him. So it's interesting because when he was really going through that stretch, we talked about it on with Kipper and Borny about how you couldn't like there was a time where he needed a break. He needed to sit down, and they had no one to give him a rest. No. Like they, they there was just no one to give him a blow. And him, I mean them not having somebody to come into the lineup maybe was a blessing in disguise for him to be able to play through it and find himself because boy, it was bad there for a while. And yeah. I rem- I remember him kind of over his career with the Leafs going through these little stretches where he's really fighting it confidence wise and he's really having a tough go. And then he kind of pulls himself out of it, but he, he was pretty deep into one there. I didn't know if he was going to be able to pull it out, pull out of it. So credit to him. So yeah, cause I, I, you know, him, Giordano, it's just been a really crazy that that's their their top pair and they've just yeah. that they haven't missed a beat. So I, I'm impressed with that. Yeah, no, I, I agree wholeheartedly. And and Villager and Sandine, too, they, their yeah. minutes have gone up and I think they've responded well. Sandine looks good on PP1. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I have another thing that I want to bring. I have a couple more things for you quickly. Sure. So Yarn Croc has really had by far his best two games of the Leaf since he's been elevated to that line. And I'm trying to figure out, Luke, and I don't know if you can help me, 
if it's just because he's playing with one of the best players in the world right now and Mitch Marner's making him look good? Or is it the fact that the, the sort of promotion to play with some elite guys has gone to his feet? Because he really seems to have found himself on that line in terms of he knows what his role is, digs the puck out for those guys, kind of goes to the net, can shoot it a little bit. But I, I'm battling between him getting better or it's just Mitch Marner. I could play on that left wing right now and tuck a couple in because it's just it's it's a hard battle to find here. Yeah, I'd say it's a little bit of both. And I'd throw yeah. in a third thing, and that is no one has stolen that spot yeah. yet. Yeah. Like poor Alexander Kerfoot, right? Man. Can't can't finish a play. No. Nick Robertson in and out of the lineup struggles to to make an impact when he's in the the top six outside of that Dallas game where he was the hero. Like yeah. the Trey goes right. They should have traded. But no, but no one is like the opportunity is there. So yeah. I think he looks good because one, he you're you're starting to notice him. He's he's potting a couple. Yeah. Uh the, the bar was kind of low because no one else had had really seized it. So I think that mm-hmm. plays into it. And yeah. I'm sure for the guy, you're like you're getting dressed, you see your name is on the lineup board next to Tavares and Marner. You might feel like you might have a little extra pep in your mm-hmm. in your step for that 100%. game. Uh if if you're instead of you know, you're with David Camp for Holmberg, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, you're going to get a little more up for it. So I think there's an element of that too. And, and you know, yeah, that you're playing with good players. I think you're going to look yeah. a, little bit, a little better, but I, I don't like the idea of him, you know, if, if they, if they go into the playoffs and that's their second line mm-hmm. and, and you're on Crocs there, I'd be a little nervous. I think yeah. you need someone a little bit better. I, I think, you know, when the dust settles, he's probably a third line guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in this short sample, he's filled in admirably. Yeah, he, he looks good. Yeah, so it's interesting because I think a lot of people are talking about, I mean, cause now that the Leafs are kind of settled into this, looking like they're going to be cruising to a playoff spot, you know, yeah. your your conversation kind of flips into what are they going to trade for? Because it's yeah, like, yeah. we're we're on a death march against to against Tampa Bay in the first round here again. But <laughs> um, I just like the that spot is to me over even addressing the defense. Like you can find depth guys, you can find guys that you can mix in and out. The way that they're playing right now, it shows you that they don't need a stalwart defense. You get Brody back, you get Riley back. You're going to look a lot better. But to me, that is the spot. The left wing on the second line. Where a guy you can find that's going to be able to put one in with those two, that's going to play a role well with those two. To me, that's the number one spot I would be looking to to improve uh, via trade before the deadline. Yeah, I'm torn because I, I, I think they need that spot, and then I also think they they do need like an if they can do it, a top yeah. four impact type defenseman, like not yeah. not not a Connor Timmins. Like I, I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. A, a serious upgrade yeah. in the top four, preferably a guy that that shoots right. Uh, I just, oh, yeah. I just the Leafs and the rest of the league yeah, for that guy. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. It's it's kind of the kind of a bit of a white whale, but yeah, uh, there there are there are some names like I I, do, I, I am wondering about John Klingberg because mm. one of the things that about the Leafs is they're not getting a lot of offense from their defensemen. Yeah, they're getting barely time, any. They have five goals from their defense in total, and now what are what are Billy Grun got two in one game? Yeah, and yeah. we're twenty and we're twenty three games in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's a handful of individuals that have more than five yeah. that play D. So, uh, 
you know, just because I think one of the things Leaf fans get, you know, caught up in if, if we're arguing about, oh, well, no, they, their goals are down and they are, then we need a forward. Well, defensemen can help generate goals if yeah, they're good, good puck, if yeah, they're good puck keepers, right? Yep. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, so he's one guy I, I kind of wonder about because he's obviously going to get traded somewhere. You know, you chop his chop his salary in half with some retention, and uh, you know the Ducks and and Leafs are often talking. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a that's a strong you know yeah. trade partner possibility. Uh, but yeah, um, so that, that that that's just one idea. But uh, I think in a perfect world, you, you, maybe you make two trades and find a left winger and a and a defenseman. It's funny though, because God, that's where your pro scouts make the money because it's so hard to tell the the Ducks stink like they're just a, yeah. They're a cellar dweller. They're an awful team. They play with no structure and like figuring out how a guy that plays in that structure is going to come over there and play under Keefe and figure that all out. And he played, Hey, he played for the stars when they went to the final. He was one of their best players. Like I get that bubble. He was was amazing. Fantastic. It was amazing. Yeah. And he showed a little bit of edge too. He wasn't just, he's not just, you know, all, all hands. Like he, you know, he's a big, I, he's a big guy. Like that's a pure rental though. Right. Because then he's, oh, he's, yes. he, he's yes. looking for the, he's looking for the, the big, the big money. So I, I don't mind that idea at all. I, I just, you know, that the yarn crock in the second line, like you said, going into the playoffs scares me a little bit. So last thing I wanted to bring up with you, and it's, I guess it's a little bit of a negative, but okay. would they, would, I know they love Kerfoot defensively, but would they ever, mm-hmm. would they ever sit him down for a night? Like he's just, Ooh. he's not, he's not get like when's the last time he scored what is like is it just because he kills penalties if i'm nick robertson i'm like i can you know i let me get in there let me do one thing like let like i i know they probably never would but to me he's just doing nothing they'd probably never sit him down but it's just to me it's a guy that i don't really notice most nights yeah he is it, it's it's kind of uh a bit of a head scratcher because last season he was so consistent mm-hmm. his shooting percentage i if it wasn't a career high, it was up there. Like yeah. he got, he had a bit of puck luck, but he was a, a you noticed him on many a night, like mm-hmm. just as a, as a solid role player, but something is, is just off. And I was thinking about like, he took it really, really hard when he messed up in the Tampa series. Oh yeah. Uh, and, and I just wonder if, if a little bit of that has, has lingered over the off season and into this season in terms of his confidence, uh, you know, Sheldon Keefe has mentioned that that he's fighting it a little bit, and mm-hmm. I mean, why wouldn't it, right? He's got one yeah. goal, yeah. Uh, and he's and it's not like he hasn't had chances. He had a penalty shot in Anaheim. He's had some breakaways. He's had yeah. some odd man rushes. Uh, there's been times he's been right at the crease. It just can't can't finish. But as far as healthy scratching him, I don't see Sheldon Keefe doing that. He's he's like a member of the unfit like. He doesn't wear a letter, but he's a member of the leadership group, mm. right? Like he's, he's, he's in there. He's core adjacent. Okay. Uh, yeah. He's, well, and he's, t- he's t- like tight. He's, he's got a um, pretty big presence among, among the boys. He's one mm. of the guys, you know? Yeah. Um, so it would, but I, you know, if, if we're basing it on performance, uh, it wouldn't be the, the craziest thing to, to give him a jolt. Yeah. Like, listen. I, I know they're probably not going to do it, but it just, to me, I'm looking at that, that ticket that he's making and the Leafs have so much value right now. 
from guys that they're like, just think of the contributions they're getting from guys that are making 900, 800K with Giordano, the bottom half of their lineup, Zach Aston Reese, Bunting, Camp, Camp yeah. like all yeah. this incredible value. And then you look at what you're getting from that 3.5 and you're like, man, if they could just, you think of what they could get for that money. And it's just, it's a frustrating spot for him to be in. I'm sure he's thinking about it too. It's a contract year for him, contract right? Year. Like yeah. he knows he's squeezing the stick tight. He's probably, if he continues to play like this, he's not getting anywhere near three and a half for his next contract. Like he's fighting for okay. a million for his next contract. So, um, it's a tough time for him. I, I just wonder if maybe a night off, just maybe see the game from above, just kind of give yourself a reset because it's just not going for him. He's just kind of like, I think he had a couple good reads tonight, maybe where I was trying to notice him a bit, a couple good passes, but man, it's not a lot going on for a guy that's making three and a half. No, there's not. I, I, and I don't think it's a bad idea to do that. I just think Sheldon Keefe's track record is yeah. he, he's really low to to healthy scratch guys that are kind of regular guys. Like even Justin Hall when he was going through it, yeah. right? He, he never he did. Kept play, never did. Yeah. Kept playing. Yeah. Kept throwing him out there. So I'd 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 still be mildly I'd be pretty surprised if he did it. But I don't think it's a bad idea because. Mm. Mm. something's got to give. And it's not like he needs to change lines. He's been changing lines all the time. Yeah. He's uh, played on every line. <laughs> he's played on every line. I know. Like he's playing with, like he honestly played with their, all their best players for multiple yeah. games. You think want to bounce in off your ass or something like it's just, it's he's fighting it. So I feel for the guy because I watched some leaf stuff and apparently like he's their fantasy football, like, um, like their their guy that like organized the league and like he's part of the guy like crew. Oh yeah. So, so, and like when you're he's winning, really, he's a really nice guy. Like good for to sure. talk to, thoughtful, and thoughtful for sure. interview. Harvard guy. Oh, Harvard and it's, guy. Yeah. And it's just like you know when you're you're group like you're one of the guys kind. Your guy is adjacent, I guess you would say, and it's. <laughs> And your team's winning every night, and you just can't get a sniff. It must be so brutal. Yeah. Like, honestly. Not, not contributing. No. No. All right. Well, uh, that's pretty much it for me. Luke, you got anything else? Are you all good, bud? Uh, yeah. I, I think I'm good. Beautiful. Uh, yeah. I wrote some stuff, but I think we, we touched on on pretty much pretty much all of it. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank, dominant, for, uh, dominant performance. Like, yes. that was a solid win by, by the Leafs. They're, yeah. they're rolling right now. Rolling. If you if you'd have told me that they were gonna go into uh this what the second best team in the league and then go into a matinee game in a tough barn and then go on a back to back with Eric Schalgrenet and get six points all in regulation, I would not have believed you. Yeah, actually, I do want to point out Eric Schalgren, Last we mm-hmm. saw him, he was the goat, and not in I, a good way. I was at that game. Goat. Yeah. I was at that game. I was uh, not pleased. <laughs> <laughs> right the giveaway yeah. just yeah. basically threw away a point so yeah. really not, and and he took it hard like he didn't even talk to us reporters after the game and usually mm. the goalie always does yeah. um but i i saw him in the room and he was like broken up right because he felt he let Off. these guys down so you know the little sentimental nice little bounce yeah. back win for that for nothing that from, guy nothing and we might not see- from him so, no, but it's just nice that he got yeah. on the right side of the score sheet. Yeah. And we might not see him a while because, you know, you presume Matt Murray's going to start the next game and Samsonoff's mm-hmm. get, you know, starting to come back. So we'll, well see. But at least Matt he goes. Mur- Matt, Matt Murray, we, we might we <laughs> might see him sooner than we want to. You never know yeah. with Matt. <laughs> All right, buddy. Hey, thanks a lot for All joining right. me on a Saturday night. We'll, uh, we'll talk soon. All right, bud? All right. This was fun, Sam. Thanks. Thanks.